All right, in the number nine spot, we're going to come to Canada. We're going to come to Western Canada for this one. That is Brendan Botcher and his very new look team with Mark Kennedy, Brett Gallant, and Ben Hebert. Ben Hebert, the foursome, uh, didn't necessarily have the results they probably wanted on the season, losing the Alberta final and missing the page round of the playoffs at the briar they did get yeah. to the elimination games on friday, friday afternoon afternoon but they didn't make it into the the page biggest win on the season was the canadian open so they did get a grand slam victory for themselves so i think scott this one for me is almost more potential for what's next mm -hmm. for them as opposed to necessarily how the season went because i think if you were to ask the four of them with some true serum, they would say, yeah, they're a little disappointed with the initial results, even if they were okay with the process, which mm -hmm. I think they all said that they figured out the process by the end of the season. Yeah. But they would have wanted to win more events, obviously, because everyone does. Mm -hmm. So I think this is fair, but also recognizing that next year and subsequent years could be pretty huge for this team. Yeah, I don't know, Sean. Uh, I think I would have put somebody else a bit higher in this uh, these rankings. Okay. Uh, uh, perhaps a team that... Uh, lost the briar final but uh you know we'll uh we'll i'll defer to you and your list because you put the work into making this <laughs> okay fair enough so the team i have ahead of brendan botcher is the team that they lost to in the alberta final that is kevin cooey he just won the players championship as we record this we should note we are recording this and not taking into account the Champions Cup because if the people who own it don't think the Champions Cup is worthwhile keeping, then I'm not going to include it uh, into our rankings. Also, it's May, and my rule is anything before Thanksgiving, kind of a warm-up, even if you're playing for a lot of money, mm -hmm. anything after May 1st is just for fun. Yeah, it's a, just for fun spiels. Just now, for fun. Right? doesn't really matter. So, you know, I'm not going to take that too, too seriously. I haven't... And there's always a lot of like spares at that event. It's never full teams. It's always yeah. it's always weird. Uh, the Champions Cup, R.I.P. So I have Kevin Cooey. That player's champion was very much a Cooey shot mm -hmm. to win. I don't think we talked about his shot to no, win that player's didn't. championship. Kind of coming off one. It was Glenn Howard-esque, that 09 Howard shot. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like that with tighter angles a bit. Okay. But a really fun shot for him. That was his lone Grand Slam of the season. Disappointing for them that they also lost in the the qualification round at the Briar. Did not make it into the page part of that event. But overall, I think a pretty successful season for them. Well, Sean, I don't know how you can have this team in the top 10 of the power rankings when they're changing one of their players already, right? Sure, but not one of the two most <laughs> important players on the team. <laughs> I know, but... Uh... I, I guess I'm going to spoil this and say Matt Dunstone's not on the list, and I think I would put him ahead of both Cooey and Brendan Botcher. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. They uh, were, were dynamite at the Briar. They uh, were. Lost out in that final. Yep. They did well in the Grand Slam series as well this year. They didn't so win. They These didn't, guys won. They didn't win, no, but uh, they're also ranked higher in the world rankings and the Ken Palm rankings. Uh, so that's my nit to pick. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. We will debate that sure. as we go. But let's move on to the team that I have seventh in the world. That is Rachel Holman and the new look team there with Tracy Fleury. 
calling the game, throwing the third stones, Rachel Holman sweeping, which still looks weird. I have to say, even after a season of it, just you look up and like, who's that? Sweeping. You're like, you're like, well, why is she wearing her t-shirt? Because she never wore just yeah, a t-shirt. She's a jacket before. wear, yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, a bit weird. But uh and I don't know if I'll ever get used to that. <laughs> no. Skip stand. <laughs> yeah. That's what they do. You know? Uh but they had an okay season again, probably a bit down for them on what the expectations might have been. They did win the tour challenge, uh, the tier one version, obviously. But other than that, no major victories. They did win Ontario depending on how you want to categorize that Mm -hmm. pretty good run at the Scotties, but again, a little disappointing. I think the, the chatter around them was way more negative than their season was big time. Yeah. There were moments where the communication, uh, the one example that I continue to come back to is they called the timeout and Tracy, or excuse me, uh, Rachel's getting into the hack and you hear one of the front end. I, I can't remember if it was Sarah or Emma say, what are we throwing? Which that's the sort of stuff that isn't great, right? After and a timeout. After yes. a timeout that that not everyone's on the same page of what we're throwing. But those are little things that they can figure out moving forward. So again, part of this is pedigree for the four players. Also, they did win a Grand Slam and had an okay run through the Scotties. So, sure, sure. you know, I, I, think, I think this is a good, fair spot for them. Fair spot, yeah. I still might put uh, Dunstone ahead of them. But yeah, they're a good team. And... One of the best in Canada. For you just want Matt Dunstone to be number one, eh? Well, I didn't say that. But. No, I think this would be the spot for him. Seven. Okay. All right. Uh, So you're kicking off Fujisawa. No, I'm kicking off uh, Brendan Botcher. I'm keeping Fujisawa. All right. Well, let's uh, move up a spot. Let's go to the four-time defending Scotty's champion. I have Kerry Anerson in the number six spot here in the world. Back-to-back bronze medals at the World Championship. She did win the Masters Championship as well this season. So, again, for as disappointing as the end of season might have been, and by end of season, I mean the semifinal at the Women's World Championship to Norway. Otherwise, I think, really successful season for them. And I don't think anyone can get to the point, at least in Canada, and maybe not even around the world where it's like, well, if you don't win the world championship, the season's a disappointment. See Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yes. But for these players, I, I think that's probably where their mind is, is like, let's win the world championship. But if you take the season as a total, if you just sit down here in the spring and say, yeah. here was your season, that that's a pretty impressive run. Oh, definitely a, an impressive run. Number one in the world uh, team rankings. They they won a bunch of events, like you say. Uh, on Ken Palm's rankings, they are number two uh, behind a team we've yet to talk about. So, yeah, I think uh, I I might put these uh, these ladies one spot ahead in your rankings. And one of the teams we talk about when we get there, they're the ones that I would knock down a peg. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I, amazing season and you know you can't argue with four national championships in canada in a row you really can't so you you really really can't again one of the weirdest stats though in curling i think is that shannon burchard has won five scotties and played in three world championships it's still one of the weirdest stats yeah i I think in curling and not won a world championship yeah very strange Mm -hmm. although yeah i guess yeah because we're saying she didn't play in north bay 
because they won. Jennifer they did Jones win. won, but yeah, she didn't play as a full time player. I think she got into probably a couple games there. Yeah, they did take her as their fifth, which yeah. was nice considering she got, got helped them, them win yeah. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's move up a spot to the five hole here for Brad Gushu. The two-time defending world silver medalist did win, of course, the bronze medal at the Olympics last year. This season won his fourth Briar Championship, his second in a row, also won the national on the Grand Slam circuit this year. So I think a very good season for Brad Gushu. And I don't think you could move him down but maybe you could even move him up i don't know yeah no i'm not moving brad gushu down sean that's for sure their their team didn't seem to miss a beat replacing brett gallant with ej Harden. uh as you said that's their fourth canadian championship in five years yeah uh, pretty impressive uh especially considering the pedigree of teams that they play against in canada uh, at the world championship it's a bit of a weaker field uh compared to uh the women's game i would say but still having those medals uh, silver medals in your pocket uh, nothing to sneeze at uh this team's strong and i think they are worthy of their spot in our top 10 power rankings all right well let's uh, move then to number four probably a team that you think might be lower should be lower but i'm going here on pedigree with nicholas adine and his team a down season for them in part because nicholas adine was hurt mm-hmm early in the season they did win the tour challenge without him at least in the the semifinal and the final without nicholas adine but through the rest of the season yeah not great they had a pretty good week at the world until friday and then it kind of fell apart for them losing to brad gushu two games in a row at a couple of the slams not as crisp as we've seen not as good during the euros either mm-hmm. a bit of a, a down week for them at the euros as it was for anna hasselberg too uh, so sweden kind of had a bad euro run compared to what we'd be used to for them so yeah it's, it's a bit down but what i'm going here scott is that he had won four straight worlds yeah and the gold medal Oscar Erickson, medalist at the mixed doubles discipline, just top to bottom. It's a really great team. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to forgive a slightly down year for them and still put them as one of the top five teams in the world. Okay, well, I get it for sure. Uh, I would move them down below Gushu and below Anderson for now, right? Uh, this is the power rankings based on uh, what we've seen most recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess we're going to look pretty stupid if he wins the next bond spiel, but uh, it doesn't really count, right? So, no, it's a pretend spiel. And, and yeah, I mean, the first year of the quad, this is the year that you don't mind being, uh, you know, number seven in the power rankings instead of number five or number yeah. four. So, uh, you know, no real slight, but a, a, a small quibble on placement. Okay. Now, Scott, here, as we get to the number three spot, this is a team that we have not talked about nearly enough. I think part of that is the World Curling Federation moving the World Wheelchair Curling Championship back to the spring. When it was in the fall, I kind of really liked it in the fall. I don't know how the players felt about it, but I loved it in the fall. It felt like it had its moment there. But with it in the spring, it feels like it gets lost amongst everything else, kind of the way the, the Canadian juniors did yeah. as well. But this team is so effing good. The Chinese wheelchair team this year was skipped by Heixiao Wang, and he has been the skip 
for this incredible run that the Chinese wheelchair curling team has been on. World Championships in 2019, 2021, and 2023. Gold medal at the 2018 and 2022 Paralympics. Mm -hmm. That is incredible for him. The new team this year, Shailu Yang, Xinchao Yang, and Nana Li, new this year. All three of them were new this year. So the stalwart of this team is very much Wang. And he is just a dominant force in wheelchair curling. And the fact is that when he shows up to stuff, he just wins it. Yeah. We talked a couple of weeks ago, Sean, about uh, Sherry Anderson and how it's her world and we're living in it. Yeah. Maybe we should be talking about uh, this team. Mm -hmm. uh, like you say, dominant. Uh, they just show up and win. Uh, if they don't win, they get a medal. Like yeah. uh, they're uh, the biggest force in the wheelchair curling circuit. Yep. And uh, definitely are deserving of being on this list. And this high, I think that's uh, that's true. That's well, they don't where lose. They, you just, they just don't lose. I like, know. Like, you can't really slight them for anything other than, oh, we put together a bunch of new players. And now we are all, uh, like, now we're still winning. Yeah. So, like, uh, yeah, can't knock it. All we do is win, 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 no matter what, what, what. No matter what, what, what. Yeah, and I think the only reason they haven't had a greater run in terms of consecutive championships is because stuff got canceled. Yeah. And then during the Paralympic year, it was, it was different, screwed up for them. And then China didn't participate after like it, it yeah. just sort of weird circumstances. Otherwise they would have, or could potentially have one of the greatest runs in the sports history, which they might have already, but just a, an incredible run for Xia Wang. Definitely. Definitely. All right, so two spots remaining on our list. Two teams, probably in everyone's mind, is who it could potentially be. So, Scott, what are the pros and cons, do you think, here? Like, without actually naming the teams, how mm -hmm. do you think we differentiate between the two teams who are left? So I think we look at overall performance uh, over the last year, you know, including the Grand Slam circuit, including... Uh, the nationals and and, and uh, international championships mm -hmm. that are out there. Uh, we look for consistency. You know, you don't want to see a lot of teams winning two or three events, but then not qualifying in two or three events. Yep. You know, you, you want some consistency there. Mm -hmm. uh, and honestly, what you're just looking for is total domination. Yes. So with that... Let's go to the runner-up, Bruce Mout and his team here, the Men's World Curling Champions, also the European Curling Champions from this season. They did not get a Grand Slam victory this year, but mm -hmm. that's okay because they won the other ones that perhaps matter a little bit more for them. They're on the board as World Champions, second, uh, I believe, second European Championship for them. Also going through the injury issue early in the season, Bobby Lamy with the broken hand, worked their way through that. To a week that was, I think, kind of under the radar a bit through the course of the week at the World Championship mm -hmm. until the weekend. Once Nicodine and Brad Gushu were kind of out of the way, I guess, or, or, or Nicodine was out of the way. <clears throat> and then you come to the final, and at least from the Canadian perspective, it's like, all right, Gushu's time. He's at home. He's going to yeah. do this. And then by what, the fourth end, the juice was kind of out of the building. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was... Uh... Definitely a dominant performance. And yeah, we talked about that on our wrap up that, you know, they had a couple losses early in the week, but then just started rolling, mm -hmm. getting some steam, uh, beating teams you'd expect them to beat. And by the end of the week, there they were 
yeah. uh, number two in the field. So, uh, yeah, really strong team. Do you make anything, Sean, of them not winning the week after the World Championships? No. I think they ended up winning one or two games. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, – it, some people were like, oh, I guess they must have uh, celebrated a little, a little bit too time. hard. You and win a World Championship. You know what? Do it. There's yes. a lot of places here in Ottawa to go out and have a good time. Yeah, Scott, I sat eight in a game. I didn't score eight. I sat eight in a game. And even the next week, I was like, whatever. Yeah. I can do whatever I want. Like, if I won a world championship, I might never win a game ever again. Like, You might not even play, right? No, I just, that, that's it. Walk it off. Yeah. Like, so the fact that they were ambulatory for those games, I think is a great <laughs> achievement on their part. Because I don't know if I would have been. Yeah, and uh, based on the fans that were here uh, following them, you know, uh, uh, I'm sure they had a really fun time. Yeah, well, that's brutal. I mean, the game was Sunday night. The the game you win yeah. Sunday night, you got to be on the ice. I think they practiced Monday. Yeah, or there was practice Monday. I don't know if they were there, and then game started Tuesday. Yeah, that's just a killer. Yeah, really, really rough, really rough. But uh, no, they showed out this year, uh, and are very deserving of our number two spot, and that can only leave one. Sean for yes, number one. Uh, I'm sure everybody knows who this is from the women's side. Madalena Dupont, European champion, the best team in the world, right? Sean, uh, uh, shaking my head here. <laughs> SMH. No, of course, it is Sylvana Tiranzoni, the four time defending world women's curling champion. Also threw on the national championship this season on the Grand Slam circuit. They're an interesting team, Scott, in that. They haven't done great at Euros through the years. That's kind of been Anna Hasselberg's game a bit, and except for this year where Hasselberg didn't have a great week, and of course Madeleine DuPont comes and wins. But they're a team that obviously for the past five years has just showed up and won the World Championship. The slam record is okay, like, but not dominant. And a part of that, I think, is format. Certainly, the way that the slams are formatted, it, it leads to more variety of outcomes than perhaps the world championships do. But just really, really good, really consistent. And, I mean, Swiss women's curling now for over a decade has really been the dominant force in the world. But I really like the pairing of Tiranzoni, Alina Pats, just such different personalities on the ice where you have the the great intensity of Tiranzoni and the calmness of Pats. They just really just work well in a yin-yang type of a way that just over the course of 10 days at a world championship, just clearly they found the secret sauce. Yeah, yeah. The cream rises to the top uh, and, and they're definitely the cream of the field. Uh, Sean, I looked at their, I'm looking at their, page right now in curling zone uh they've played 94 games this year they've won 76 that is an 800 winning percentage pretty good you win 80 percent of your games uh no matter what you're at the top of this list that, yeah. that is insane uh won the world's the boost as you said second at the uh players championship the dominion securities western showdown the euros the bernese ladies cup stew sells toronto tankard and summer series all finishing first place. That's uh, boy. That's a lot. Yeah. Well done. Summer uh, series though. This team is unstoppable, right? <laughs> like, and we saw at the at the worlds, everybody else had 
four losses. Or... Oh yeah, everybody else was. It, it was. It was clear that everybody else was playing for second place. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, like it was just. Why do we? Why are we doing here, man? Yeah, they lapped the field twice. Yeah, you know, so good. Yeah, uh, no, nobody else could be at the top of the uh, team power rankings than this team, Tiranzoni. So there you have it. Our 10 best teams or our power rankings of the 10 top teams in the four person game across all three disciplines of four player curling. Scott, you mentioned the honorable mention of Matt Dunstone. Was there anybody else who you think is worthy of an honorable mention? Well, Sean, I think that if we don't mention Anna Hasselberg, people will be like, what about Anna Hasselberg? Just sure. because they're so good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, down year for them. No for question. sure. Yep. Two of their players imminently giving birth, I believe. Yeah, so more important things than curling. and For sure. I, I assume they don't care about our power rankings. <laughs> and, and for the first year of the quad, of course, this is going to yeah. be the time that you can uh, you know, take the foot off the gas a bit. Yep. But looking at the, the world rankings, Isabella Rana is above them. Uh, well, she won the Players' Championship, of yeah. course, so that gives her a pretty big boost there. Uh, that was a really big win for her uh, and her squad. Big and, time, yeah. you know, as you look forward into Swedish curling, is there a point at which Isabella Rana is a legit competitor for World Championship Olympic spot in a couple of years? Maybe. 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 Uh, but again, it was a, a down year for Tiranzoni, I think, across the board, just not, or excuse me, not Tiranzoni, had a, a great year for Tiranzoni, a down year for Hasselberg, excuse me, uh, compared to the standard that they have set. Uh, but I, I would have no real fears of them coming back next year. No, and to be fair, the standard they've set is instant, winning yeah. Euros and winning yeah. World Championships. So that's pretty tough to look at. Well, she's never to. won a World Championship. Okay, gold medals. Uh... All, all of the winning like she wins slams she's won the olympics the world championship is what she's missing and that's why spoiler next year one of my bold predictions is going to be anna hasselberg wins a wins world, world champion i'm going to keep doing it until she wins one <laughs> or maybe they want me to stop doing it because maybe that's like the the jinx of it that's getting into their heads yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Putting too much pressure on them Look yeah out. The, uh, the the only other team that I think we could give uh, an honorable mention to for how they performed this year is the Italian team, Retornes. Yeah. Uh, played really, really well early in the year. They did win uh, a Grand Slam event. I believe it was the Masters. The one in January. The Players' Championship? Anyway. Not uh, the Players. The Open? Oh, yeah. The Canadian the Open. Open. That's right. Yeah. I think so. Anyway, no, they won the Masters. They got third in the Open. Okay. And third in the Players' Championship. So, uh, great year for them. They finished third. There's no playoff. There's no bronze medal game. I don't know. It says three. Like tied so, for third? Uh, with the, the other semifinal loser? It says three, man. I don't know. The the uh, to where the record is 75 and 26. 750 winning percentage. You'll take that any day of the week. It's a lot of games. That's a, a real breakthrough, though, for them, right? Yeah. They're... they're Pushing forward for Italy 2026. And uh, so I think they could maybe have an honorable mention spot or a spot near the bottom of that list. Yep. Good season for them. Uh, we're in the bronze medal game at the Worlds. Like, yeah, like you say. So a pretty good run for them. And you know, obviously you have Mosander there as a gold medalist at the Olympics. Return has all that experience and a lot of funding and support coming from Italy and the Italian curling and olympic federation so uh, good things on the horizon horizon for them you would think and with constantini 
and her team as well. So there's just a lot of good teams out there, Scott. A lot of good teams. I think we've, uh, you know, zoned in on the top. Yeah. Uh, but let us know. Hey, is there anybody we missed that should be in this top 10 that we didn't talk about? Yeah. Are there any grievous errors here? Teams that should be in our top 10 power rankings across the spectrum of four-person curling around the world. You can let us know. Once you subscribe, comment, like, all the stuff that helps other people find the show, keeps us growing. You can also head on over to GameStonesPod.com. All of our past episodes are there, plus the link to the merch. If you want to reach out, let us know what we missed out. GameStonesPodcast at gmail.com. Twitter and Instagram is at GameOfStonesPod. GameOfStonesPodcast on Facebook. A lot of fun stuff coming up this summer, Scott. This is really putting us now into the summer season which is kind of my favorite time in terms of making shows. Yeah. Because we get to come up with fun, usually weird ideas. We have one super weird idea that I'm very excited for. Some other ones that are less weird, but a lot of fun. Okay. So should be a fun summer of content. So do subscribe and follow along with everything we got going on. But Scott, this is the long weekend coming up here in Canada. What's your favorite long weekend activity? Uh, usually getting out of town, but, uh, my favorite long weekend activity that we've done together, mm -hmm. uh, is going down to New Hampshire to watch yeah. minor league baseball, Sean. Uh, I remember we went, uh, when Vladdy was there with Bo in that mm -hmm. 2018 season, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, and Vlad called his shot to walk off game one of a double header. He did. Uh, and it was just outstanding and now we see him hitting bombs in the big leagues yeah. and it's just great uh so i like doing that how about you yeah minor league baseball is great all along weekend no question about it uh i i love a good patio yeah you know especially a high table on a patio mm -hmm. i'm a sucker for those uh so definitely in on that uh usually here in ottawa too you get fireworks on a lot of long weekends yeah don't mind a good fireworks show i don't want to be like right in the fireworks i want to be far away mm -hmm. and be like oh fireworks are happening as opposed to watching fireworks if, if you know if i can make that distinction yeah i totally understand that uh like the happenstance fireworks way better way better than yeah. planning to go watch them because you plan to watch them you're inevitably going to be disappointed mm -hmm. but if you just stumble upon some fireworks right. uh, going on hey it's, yeah. it's a fun bonus to your night yes and if you're using fireworks out there at home please be safe there are uh, nothing to be trifled with. No, no, no doubt. And I, I'm not, uh, I'm not messing around with those fireworks. No. Not, uh, no, thank you. No. So, uh, so yeah, everyone out there, if you're in Canada, have a wonderful long weekend. If you're in the U.S., have a wonderful long weekend. Next weekend, uh, but we will talk to you before then. And until we do, keep those brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final.